0: You don't look at the stock market every day. Mm. Don't try to time the stock market. It's about mm. time in the stock market, not time timing the stock market. Yep.
1: Welcome to Quarantine Dailies, an experimental podcast that each day explores these unprecedented times through the voice and perspective of a different one of us around the world. I'm Jade Picard. And like many of us, I'm stuck at home. As more and more of us get quarantined, our daily lives, jobs, relationships have been affected in ways that were simply unpredictable. Our goal with Quarantine Dailies is to bring you a different personal story every day from how their life was before this all began, how it is now with quarantining and social distancing and what they are striving to do or shape up for the future. Yes, a lot of it is bad and scary. But through these conversations, it's clear. There is space for opportunity and optimism, even if in small, everyday ways. So Nellie, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me today.
0: Thank you. My pleasure.
1: Um, we'll get right away and started. And could you just introduce yourself, say a little bit of what you do, and where are you in the world right now?
0: Great. My name is Nellie Um I am in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. I uh, work for Rear Trust Company, which is a private wealth management firm that manages investments and real estate um, for high net worth individuals and families. And my role is in business development and marketing.
1: Sweet. And just give you a little bit of context, like what, what is it that you really like about uh, your job w- w- and what you do over there?
0: Um, oh my gosh. It's so much fun because we get to really immerse ourselves in the families that we work with. And mm-hmm. it's really about how to make a meaningful and lasting difference in their lives. And so mm-hmm. we're working with multi-generational families over, you know, decades and mm-hmm. really learning what fuels them and how, you know, each family is unique and, but at the same, you know, the, the issues that they're dealing with are all the same as the core. Like everyone wants to make sure that their loved ones are taken care of and that their kids are, you know, in a position where they can succeed in life and mm-hmm. and, um, and certainly with our families because they come from a place of wealth, you know, how do they perpetuate that wealth intergenerationally so that mm-hmm. it lasts through multiple generations and it's really about how they you know, can move their values and show their values as a family over time to help them do that. So you become a confidant to these families. Mm. And you get to really know what motivates them, um, what's important to them and help you, you know, execute whatever goal they have. So it's pretty rewarding.
1: Uh, that sounds sounds amazing. And, and you mentioned that um so you have some wealth management. It is also a philanthropic arm to 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 what you do as well.
0: Yeah, so um we manage a lot of private family foundations and donor advised uh-huh. funds um because our clients are, you know, typically very privileged people. They tend to really want to give back and serve. Um we are we work with a lot of families in the country but our founding family established their um own foundation in 1935 mm-hmm. they have led to three nobel prize winners because yeah. of that they've given um, so it's it runs kind of as a deep core competency of our firm um, mm-hmm. and each client family that we work with, historically, they have their own causes. So whatever, whether it's, you know, animals or early childhood education, mm-hmm. um, they've always had a focus area. And now because of COVID-19, we see a lot of people pivoting, mm-hmm. um, their causes away from some of those like more traditional causes they may have supported into what's needed now. So like a lot of funding of food banks or, um, you know, different things related to COVID-19. So that's been interesting to see evolving in that space.
1: Yeah. And just, just as a side is how, because this is all very sudden, right. That, that this change, change has occurred. How, how, how do you even decide which which of these different causes are trying to help? How to allocate to to those different causes because it's pressing, so you don't really have that much time to assess them. I assume so. How how how, how are you guys handling that?
0: Yeah, so we actually as like the intermediary um, vet a lot mm-hmm. of profits. So we um, look at both. We're kind of in the middle of the donor and the donee, mm-hmm. um, and we're looking you know, we're analyzing their financials, we're analyzing who's on their board, we're analyzing how much, um, allocation, like how much of their budget actually goes to kind of the work and how much covers overhead. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no, but there's no system. It's really Mm -hmm. what the donor wants. So some Mm -hmm. Clients, like they don't like to support organizations that have a really big overhead. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to kind of support those grassroots organizations and others don't mind. They want that infrastructure because they feel like they can do more work. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think where the work really matters for us is really coaching the nonprofits or the Mm -hmm. entities. That are receiving that funding on how to make sure they're in the best position to execute on that, so that they have a good experience and the donor has a good experience in giving. Um, and and I think a lot of nonprofits, especially right now, are struggling mm-hmm. with just like keeping their head above the water. Like they're overwhelmed and they're trying to do the best they can, but it you know, we're bringing more of this consulting background to help them kind of look at because of the work we're doing, we see a lot of different nonprofits. Like what are those best practices that they're doing and how can you implement that
2: Mm.
0: in your own organization? Um, I think that's going to be really, really critical in this success is like really empowering the nonprofits who are doing the work to, to do it the best way they can.
1: Yeah, Entirely. That's that's fascinating. But we're going to take a step back and and think and and just focus on on you for a little second. And when did you personally start feeling that this this whole wave of COVID nineteen was actually starting to affect your personal life?
0: Yeah. So um, it's it was really interesting. I I felt like everything was fine mm-hmm. until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and boy, did that happen fast. You mm-hmm. know. Um. Just weeks before actually in LA in California I think we were one of the first states to do shelter in place and I know Mm -hmm. places call it different things but we call it shelter in place um, in California and um, earlier that week just like two days before my company was doing all of these conferences and seminars for clients and I was traveling you know. In the different areas of LA and Beverly Hills and Orange County you know I was in mm-hmm. Seattle, San Francisco. So I was traveling a lot going to these um, these economic update seminars that we were yeah. giving about the state of the global economy and we were talking a lot about COVID-19 and mm-hmm. at the time it was in China, it was in Italy, and it was in Iran. Um, and. To me, it still felt like a problem that was a million miles away. Um, yeah. I really, really felt like it was gonna, it, I didn't think it was gonna impact us the way it did. Mm. Uh, and then, almost, you know, in, in a matter of not even, you know, weeks, days, we mm. went from just having no real warning and just being told to just shelter in place. So that just completely. Changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work from home, so that hasn't been so much of a struggle. But because I'm in business development, a lot of my work is networking and meeting people, and I'm not used to like sitting behind a desk or sitting on yeah. a computer. So um, that has been a challenge, like connecting with people in, in meaningful ways. And, um, you know, my husband's working from home and in, in California. It's pretty, like, they've closed all the beaches. They've closed Mm -hmm. all the parks. We have to wear face masks. So it's been pretty um, strict here. And I actually, I appreciate that. Like, I'm happy they're doing it that way. Mm -hmm. But it is, you know, been very isolating. And especially because it's, like, just the two of us here in L.A., our families are all up in the Bay Area. Like, that has been a challenge. Um, Yeah. For both of us, yeah.
1: Are, are you, um, what are you allowed to do outside? Are you allowed to do anything outside or is it just like groceries and these um,
0: Yeah, you're allowed to go grocery shopping, um, you know, like pharmacy if you mm-hmm. need to. Um, you can go on walks, mm-hmm. but they're isolated walks. So um, the first weekend when they... Um, closed, they sheltered in place in Los Angeles, um, all the beaches were still open and mm. like the Santa Monica Stairs and some really um, popular hiking places were all open um, and they were so crowded. So they yeah. just cut that, you know, they just um, closed all of those places. Like if you drive, Um, we live close to Santa Monica. If you drive on Santa Monica Boulevard, there's fencing all along the beach. So you
2: can't
0: get there. Um, like they just announced there's, um, they're closing all the little parks even in Mm
2: -hmm.
0: LA. They're worried that people are going to try to like congregate and have picnics and parks and stuff. So, um, they're, they're closing all the, the, um, the parks so really you can't really do much um besides just go on walks
1: you know small walks and so and but you network and networking i mean i've I've talked about this a lot like networking and like conferences over the web doesn't doesn't work at all this is this is it's like if you don't know the person if you're trying to meet new people it's, it's just not great at all so how have you adapted to um or how are you planning to adapt over, over this period, which we don't know still how long it's going to last for?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying my best to just check in with people mm-hmm. and just really make it, it's not really about business and more about just like, how are they doing? And I feel like people are going through so many emotions and they just want someone to like talk to. So I'm, I'm coming at it from that place. Yeah. Um, Certainly, you know, I work with some clients that are older and they're more vulnerable and you want to check in with them. I think people have like an abundance of time. So it's been nice being able to just call people and talk to them. and They want to hear from you. Mm. So that's been, um, that's been interesting. I think in our business, um, clients or potential clients themselves, there's this, you know, this whole COVID-19 process is like a real equalizer because mm. it can hit anyone. And I think people are really starting to think about like, do I have everything I want in place? Like if it were to mm. happen tomorrow. So I think um, people are moving a little bit away from that Superman syndrome. Um, mm. But of thinking like they're all going to live forever. Um, but that's kind of one of the silver linings, I guess, in it is that people mm-hmm. are getting a little more just making sure that like their ducks are in an order. I think dealing with professionals, because I deal with a lot of advisors, like attorneys and and accountants and stuff, they're going to have their own struggles. Like we're seeing now a lot of the unemployment or the changes in employment are going to start hitting white-collar jobs. So a mm. lot of law firms, for example, are cutting the salaries of mm. uh, their employees. There's going to be a lot of furloughs that are happening in like the corporate world. And I feel mm. like that's going to be another kind of wave because people are going to be focused on putting on their their own oxygen masks first, you know, yes. and really making sure they're well taken care of before they can think about networking or business or anything like that. But I do think, you know, I'm trying to create a sense of normalcy in my life, knowing that like things will never be the same. Yes. I and so. not they won't be exactly the same as they were before.
1: Yeah. But I think yeah, what you say is a good point. Is like there's there's no at this stage right now there's no point in trying to sell anything it's just it's time to connect with people and just uh yeah because i think there's so much uncertainty so much anxiety um that it just it just it's just downright wrong to really try to do it i think at at this time um but what what is it that you're the most anxious about right now
0: you know anxious i'm just anxious about what this new what this new system's gonna look like. I think for me, I am the type of person who I like having control and mm-hmm. um, right now I feel a complete lack of control over everything. Um, that's a little uncertain. I think things are changing like day by day. so mm-hmm. you just you know, there's no predictability in in my life and my work and my family, all of that stuff. Um, so that definitely, is something that I worry about. Mm. Um, so it's kind of that stuff is like what is this new normal going to be like um, and how long is this going to ta- last. Like I know it's not going to be forever but you know what is this period going to look like and I feel like we're just at the beginning, the very beginning of all this. I don't, I don't believe like by May, things are going to be back to normal. I think it's going to take some time and there's going to be a lot of things that, even if we're not worried about COVID-19, yeah. there's going to be a lot of fallout and a lot of things that are going to change life um, as we know it by, mm-hmm. by the time this is over.
1: Yeah, is there anything in particular that you, um, besides like weather the storm, um, that you, you as Nelly, or your company are advising your clients at this stage?
0: Yeah, um, I think it's just, you know, for our clients who do have investments, which is most of our clients, um, it's just kind of weather the storm. So mm. you don't look at the stock market every day. Mm. Don't try to time the stock market. It's about mm. time in the stock market, not time timing the stock market. Yeah. Um I think that um, clients are using this opportunity to really have some really broad conversations about what is the role of my wealth Mm. and, you know, is my family prepared to take over this um, Mm. if something were to happen to me. So I think people are taking a step back um, and I think that's important. Um, So I think there's, there's. This is just like a huge timeout for people, and I think people are, you know, hopefully taking advantage of it.
1: Yeah, it's like a huge global timeout button was pressed. Exactly. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> and everybody—it's
2: exactly.
0: crazy. Exactly. You know, something interesting about kind of what what I tell my clients is. Um, So my firm, like I mentioned earlier when we were talking, Mm -hmm. has been around since 1906. So Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot. We've been through the Depression, the Spanish flu. Like we've seen it all. Two world
1: wars. Two
0: world wars. Um, And if you had invested $1,000 in 1910, Mm -hmm. today that $1,000 would be worth over $50 million. Despite the recessions, the world wars, like with everything that's happened, like taking that all into effect, so I think people just should, you know, remember that and just remember that mentality of like just ride this course. There's only so many things you can control, yeah, um, and 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 we'll all make it okay.
1: Yeah, thing is, it's it's interesting to yeah to just notice that it's we can all get very very affected. By just look at the news and and get so much of this information that at the end of the day is very useless at this stage because it's just anxiety and GC. you know
0: yeah um, it's kind of like rapid fire like everything is changing day by day hour yeah. by hour um and 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 i understand i know that there's a lot of people who are having real struggles um yes. right now so i don't want to like say you know just go on with this rosy outlook but um but you know for those of us who are still in a position where things are somewhat normal um we're coming at this from a place of privilege and we need to just kind of cool out of it
1: yes 100 percent. so from your from your perspective is has the current situation made you realize that you were taking something for for granted
0: uh definitely i mean i am a extrovert a hundred percent so mm-hmm. that's been a challenge for me um, I love socializing with people in person getting together with friends with family meeting mm-hmm. new people I mean that was always the favorite thing about my job was meeting new people. Um, and I feel like that has definitely been taken away from me in a lot of ways. And even with video conferencing and, and phone calls, like it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I always took it for granted, but it's just something I'm just cognizant of. And I, you know, to help me like, decompress and like de-stress like I love watching reality shows like <laughs> reality shows but I look at them and I'm like oh my god like I can't imagine like you know, these dating shows where you're like hugging all these people and like kissing all these like random people. I'm like, that just looks so weird to me now, you know? <laughs> so funny.
1: Do you think you were going to be, look back in the future just like even just like just two years from now? Like, ew, we were disgusting.
2: Ew. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so it's so funny. Like that kind of stuff or even like congregating in like big groups. It yeah. just seems very bizarre to me. And it's and it's and the other thing I think about a lot is, you know, we're going to get out of this period and this period is going to be written about for decades and for yes. many years. And we're going to tell our kids and our grandkids about like this time that we're living in. And I look at other big historical moments in, in our history as, as humans and think like, what would it have been like to be living in that period of time? yeah Yes. And, we're going to beat those people and i wonder what impact you know how are we going to shape society differently when we're finished with all of this
1: yes yeah you're you're right this is definitely um it's just so rare to have an event around the world and particularly an event that is not a war that gets everybody's attention so completely as this um and yet it So it's like, it's all a big storm, the same storm, we're all in the same storm and we're on different boats. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there, particularly because the problems it highlights for me are, are, it just highlights how badly, like, neither our markets nor our governments seem to be very well positioned to respond to this problem. Because we need coordination between countries to prevent this, right? This was preventable, which is one one of the fascinating things about this, is this was preventable. And all we're dealing with is consequence right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it also just puts into perspective like how interconnected we all are mm-hmm. in this globalized world that we're living in. You know, when I was sitting hearing about COVID-19, I really in my mind felt like this is something so far removed from my life. Yes. And like overnight, like a wildfire it hit us. So I think it's a great reminder and like the humanity of us all and like how wow. one thing that affects someone in one side of the world, you know, has a direct impact and can have a direct impact into the life that you, you're living. So yeah. um, it's a good kind of reminder for me.
2: On that.
1: Yeah. So you, um, you can't network as much. Uh, fair enough definitely watching some reality TV, but is there, is there anything that you're enjoying more of now?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I'm enjoying just spending time with my husband. We, Mm -hmm. you know, we're still newlyweds. We got married in May. So Mm -hmm. that's been really fun. You know, we, um, we, during before coronavirus, like we're two ships passing in the night. A lot of times, you know, Mm -hmm. we had my, um, Husband's a producer, so he works in television, and it had a very different schedule than I did. Um, and now we're really together all the time, um, which has actually been really great. And it's been a great like way to start a marriage, you know, with yeah. someone to have that time. Um, and I, I find myself like adapting a lot. Like I, mm-hmm. I before coronavirus, I was not a type of person who really liked talking on the phone. Like Mm. I wasn't a phone person even with my friends and my family. And like now coronavirus has forced me to be a phone person. Like (laughs) literally the only way I can talk to people and connect with people. So um So that's been actually nights. It's been nights kind of checking in with people more regularly um, and having the time to really like take an interest in their lives and what they're dealing with because I'm not running around trying to do so much at the same time.
1: Yeah, entirely. Um, I would say I've always been a phone person, particularly when I'm folding socks. I spend a lot of time <laughs> in my life folding socks and having an earbud, earbud on and just talking to someone just makes it so much easier. It's so much yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, any, um, any maybe movies or books or anything that you're really enjoy more?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we've been watching. There's this series on Hulu called little fires everywhere. If oh. you guys have read it, the book um, it's based on a book. So mm. it's um it's a really really good good show um what I've is it about that. it's about these two women so it's um Reese Witherspoon mm. plays it and, and uh, there's these two women who have kind of their own lives with their own families and their own kids and their their lives become intertwined
2: mm. through
0: their kids who go to the same school and 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 one of the, the ladies um it's Carrie Washington, she's the other character Yeah. He's into this neighborhood um and their lives become intertwined in so many ways and in a, in some ways it's similar in some ways it's not so it's a it's a really good um really good show kind of highlighting the dynamics between people and how you know we're all dealing Which, with things yeah. in our way yeah
1: um now looking a little more about to the the future? What's, uh, what opportunities do you see for, for yourself through this or after this is done?
0: Oh, um, you know, I think that after this is done, I think we're all going to just, at at least for me, I'm going to be, um, adjusting to this new normal, uh, Mm um, and how, Am I going to be like a more responsible person with the decisions I make? Um, I think that this has made me so much more. Like, I almost feel like this whole coronavirus was like a big um, sign from like our planet that mm. we need to like slow down and calm down, and like the planet is dying, and we need to just. This virus was a way of like protecting the planet from like the harm that we've done for all these. Mm centuries. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to make more, you know, environmentally friendly choices and really thinking about like how, what I consume and what, um, products I use and the environmental impact of, um, of this. I think that there's as, as sad and as tragic, um, That this whole thing has been like there are some really good, positive things that are happening to the world and to our societies Mm -hmm. because we're being forced to just stop. Like I said earlier, it's like a huge timeout. And I think that um, it is elevating our consciousness as like people in a lot of ways. And it's certainly elevating my consciousness and having a lot more just allowance for everything that's gonna be unfolding not just with this pandemic but things that are um, gonna come from this and I feel like when we all come out of this we're we're all survivors and when you mm. you survive something you can't ever go back to the way it was because you have a different mentality as a yeah.
2: friend,
0: as someone who survived something than you did before you had to face that obstacle. Um, yeah. so so those are the kind of things I'm thinking about.
2: Yeah,
1: that's that's a very good way of, yeah, putting it, putting a really interesting way to put it in perspective. Like, we, yes, true, we're all going to be survivors in a way, from whatever we had to go through. Um, it may take a long time. We just don't know. Um, but yeah, I just hadn't, I hadn't put it in that way in my own mind. Um, and to, to wrap up, Nelly, is there any organization or or cause that you would like to um, to promote to talk about?
0: Yeah. um, So I was, you know, one of the things that's been hard for me Mm -hmm. is I was very involved in a lot of nonprofit organizations um, in Los Angeles around the country before this. And now every, you know, that everything is kind of on hold. Um, But there's some really great resources. Um, I'm Persian. I'm Iranian. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of family in Iran. Still, there's um, a great organization called Mm IWF.org. Um, that's a great resource for people of that, you know, the Iranian American community in the diaspora. Um, they're a nationwide organization. Um, here in LA, I'm also on the board for United Way, um, which is provides a lot of really important um services to the homeless population. Obviously, mm-hmm. in LA, it's a huge problem for us. Um, and this COVID nineteen is going to have like an enormous impact on them. So anyone mm-hmm. who can support them um, is is a really great cause. But there is also you know food banks and there's a lot of support that's needed all around. So if people can be generous with their time or their money and they they have the resources to do so, I would just say you know pick something that draws at your heartstrings and. Mm-hmm go go support them because they need your help
1: that's awesome definitely and i'll um i'll get those links into the show notes um because those are some some really good places where to start well thanks so much nelly for your time today
2: thank
0: you
1: thanks for listening to quarantine dailies a project by j24d if you enjoyed the podcast you can show us your love in two ways number one Leave us a comment and five stars on Apple Podcasts or any other place you use to listen. Number two, do you know someone else who should be interviewed? Drop us a line at podcast at j24d.com with their name, their city, and contact details, and we'll be in touch. Now, wash your hands, keep your social distancing, and stay safe, friends.
2: Talk tomorrow.